Blog Talk Radio. After the death of Solomon, God divided the kingdom of Israel into two houses. There were ten tribes in the northern kingdom known as the Lost Tribes of Israel. They were cast out into the world because of their great sin against God. However, God promised in the last days He would gather these lost tribes back to Israel before the return of our Lord. Unknowingly, some of the churches made up of these lost tribes known as the house of Ephraim. God is now calling them to prepare to come back home to the land He gave our fathers. The call to prepare has been sounded. And Shalom. Yes, it is July the 4th, 2023. I know it's a holiday. It's July the 4th. But you know what? We are a international ministry. And it's not a holiday for the rest of the world. And so today is Teacher's Tuesday. Yes. And I want to welcome everyone. This is the House of Ephraim show. But first, we're going to have a word. And now, from Cradle of Hope are some important announcements for you. This month, from Cradle of Hope is a must-have gift offer, the transition of the church. God has transitioned the church since the days of the book of Acts. Don't miss out on this last and greatest move of God. Jesus Christ is returning for a church full of power and glory. This transition will bring the church forward. Send a gift of $25 or more. Call today and get free shipping if you ask for the Transition of Church gift offer. Call 618-262-2810 or go online at jewishprofit.com. Send a gift of $25 or more and ask for the Transition of the Church gift offer. Welcome back. This is your host, Sister Donna Deckard, and this is the House of Ephraim show. And I just want to tell you a few announcements. If you haven't registered for the quarterly, and I know some of you haven't, (laughs) I know some of you have not registered for the quarterly. I want to encourage you to get that registration in. I know today's a holiday. You're busy picnicking and all that. But you need to get registered for the holiday, or excuse me, for the quarterly. I want to remind you that that quarterly is July 21st, 22nd, 23rd. And, you know, we were discussing, we were discussing just last night, I was discussing with my brother and sister, we were talking about how that last quarterly, I admonished you to come to this quarterly and put a demand on the anointing. Come to this quarterly and put a demand on the anointing of God. Put a demand on it. There's things in your life you've been praying, believing God. Put a demand on that anointing, just as the woman with the issue of blood. Put a demand upon the anointing she said if i but touch 
the hem of his garment, his tallit. And she goes, if I could just touch it, I would be whole. And she put a demand on the anointing. And she went through the crowd. When she should have yelled, unclean, unclean, she, she went through that crowd, taking a risk, saying, cost her something. She reached and she touched his talit. And she felt immediately after 12 years of having an issue of blood. Girls, can you imagine 12 years of an issue of blood? And she felt in herself she was healed. But Yeshua said, who touched me? She got caught. He said, who touched me? What happened? He felt the anointing. He felt she put a demand on the anointing, and he felt that anointing, the King James says the virtue, but it was the anointing that went forth. He felt it go forth. When she realized she wasn't hid, she said, Lord, it was I. And he said, your faith, woman, has made you whole. Her faith, her faith in the anointing that Yeshua carried her faith that if she could just touch him, to leave. She didn't mean to pray. She didn't mean to speak. She says, I just want to touch it. And I'll be whole. You come. You come to this quarterly ready to put a demand on the anointing of God. And I guarantee you, I guarantee you, You put a demand on the anointing. God will not disappoint. Your faith will make you whole. We're going to have services on Friday night, 7 p.m., Saturday, 10 a.m., 12 and 5. We will have a Sunday service. I don't know. The registration is $25. Children 11 to 6 is 10, 5 and under 3. We have registration for online. It's $30. I don't know if Sunday will be available online or not. It might, and it might not. We will let you know. We will let you know. Check out our itinerary page at www.jewishprophet.com. Well, we have Blog Talk Radio five days a week. We have we have YouTube channel, Jewish Prophet, with Prophet Mark Weinbold on there on Friday night, myself on Wednesday. All of us are teaching Prophet Deckard's materials. If you're interested, email us at cradle at jewishprophet.com. We'll send you a spreadsheet with all the links and information that you need. Well, we are going to make an attempt to finish up this 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 piece of ministry I have called Those That Hunger. Those That Hunger. Are you hungry? Are you hungry 
for God? Are you hungry for God? We've talked about how that God allowed the Israelites to be hungry in the wilderness. He allowed them to be hungry, to humble them, to prove them to know what was in their hearts. Deuteronomy chapter 8. Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 2 and 3. And thou shalt remember. God's all the time telling us to remember. Thou shalt remember the way which the Lord thy God led thee these 40 years in the wilderness. To humble you, to prove you, to know what is in your heart. Whether you would keep his commandments or not. God wants to know through that proving if what's in your heart is genuine. Whether you are willing to genuinely serve the living God. Or are you just doing it for what maybe you can get out of it. You're just doing it because, well, your girlfriend or your boyfriend said you had to be part of this or they weren't interested. God will prove you. To see if your heart is genuine. To see if your heart is genuine. Whether you're willing to keep his commandments or not. God permits you and I to be tested. He permits it. Part of us growing up. It's part of us being endure, having endurance. I think I spoke one of the days about how that that how important it is. I plant I planted seedlings this 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 winter, and they were all protected. They were inside a a little grow cart. The humidity was right. The light was right. The little fan that blowed on them. They weren't exposed to the harsh elements that they were going to be exposed to in the garden. And I had to do something called hardening off process, where you take them and you gradually let them be outside for an hour here, tomorrow two hours. You start out in the shade, and eventually you work them up so they can be in the sunshine. God understands that process, and he puts you and I through it. He puts you and I through it. He will humble you, suffer you to hunger. He fed them with manna, which they knew not. Neither did their fathers know. You realize no one ate manna? No one has ate manna except the Israelites in the wilderness those 40 years. Have you had manna? I haven't had manna. 
They had manna. God fed them manna. Because he wanted them to understand. Man will not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. Your life, the success of your life is not based on what you eat. It is based on the word of God. It is based on you and I getting into God's word, meditating it, studying it. Until what? Until we get it in our heart. That we may live by it. That we may live by it. That's what you got to have to live this life. That's what it's going to take. If you don't have God's word in your heart, you're just kidding yourself. You are just kidding yourself. You're just trying to convince yourself you're just trying to convince yourself that everything's okay. But I want you to take an honest look at you. Take an honest look at your life. Where are you at today? Your life. God prosper in everything you set your hand to. Is there peace in your life? Are God's blessings chasing you down as he promised? Yeah, God. You have to hunger and thirst after God, after his word. After his righteousness. God permits you to be tested. He's trying to find out if what you believe is genuinely in your heart. You see, we can say things. I've known I've known parishioners. I'm telling you, they could what we call talk a good stick. Oh, it sounded good. It sounded like they knew what they were talking about. They knew the right things to say. But when push come to shove, when they were being tested, they fell apart because it wasn't in their heart. It was only in their head. It wasn't in their heart. You have to have it in your heart. It has to be genuine. It has to be genuine. God knows. God knows whether you're genuine or not. God knows. 
God knows whether you're genuine or whether you are just smoking mirrors. Just smoking mirrors. God knows. He understands. We need to know about ourselves. We need to know what's really in our heart. If you're tested, you will end up knowing about yourself. When you fail, you know something about yourself. You know something about yourself. And you let, when you fail, how do you react to it? How do you react to the failures? Do you let the failures beat you over the head? Do you allow darkness to pound you in the ground? I visualize the cartoons. I don't know what cartoon character it was. It happened in a lot of cartoons. They take a, one of them would take a ball bat, pound the other one on the head, and they just pound them right down into the ground. That's what darkness does to you and I when we fail, if we allow it. If we allow that self-condemnation to roll outside of us, darkness will pound us. Darkness will pound us over the head. Trying to tell us that we're not worthy. Trying to tell us we'll never make it. That's a lie. You get into God's word. You get hungry. You get hungry for God. I'm telling you, if you get hungry for God, it's there. It's there. Shikai, shikohoba. Shikai, shikohoba. It's there. There for you and I. There. Don't let your failure become condemnation. You need to know that you needed to know that about yourself. So why? So you could ask God to forgive you? So you could get into his word and overcome that shortcoming that caused you to fail? So you could know that you genuinely did not have that in your heart as you thought? God is for you. Do you understand that? God is for you and I. God wants you to succeed. He allows you to go through the failures. He allows you to go through the wilderness so that you can get hungry for him.
Hosea chapter 4, verse 6. My people, my people, God is saying, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. You will never be any more than what you are learning. You will never be any more than what you are learning. Prophet used to say what? You're a product of your church, your upbringing, your country, your family. You only know what you've been taught. You never know. You'll never be any more than what you are learning. What are you learning about God's word? Are you just allowing your fellowship leader to spoon feed you every week? Are you just allowing me and Prophet Mark to spoon feed you once a week? Or are you taking time to do what we've taught to do what we cried out, to study, to meditate for yourself. My people, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge because they rejected knowledge, because they rejected knowledge. I will also reject thee. Sobering, isn't it? How hungry are you? How hungry are you? Are you hungry enough to study God's word? Gosh, yeah. Goes on to say that thou shalt be no priest to me, seeing thou hast forgotten the law of God. I will forget your children. Forget your children. America has forgotten the law of God. The church, the church was deceived and said, oh, the law, I was taught the law, that's Old Testament, that's not for today, we are in the New Testament, we're in the New Covenant, we keep Sunday Sabbath wrong. It was the lack of knowledge that was destroying me. God said, because you forgot my law, I will forget your children. Not gun control we need. It's a return to God's law that we need. 
to return to his law. Kahashika. Ye Kahashika. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. What's destroying you? Did we tell you all the time? What is it that you need in your life today? Is it health? Well, have you have you searched the scriptures for for healing scriptures? Do you read them every day? Do you pray them? I am healed by the stripes of Yeshua. Do you listen? Do you listen to the audios? The prophet has done on healing. Are you? Have you sat down and taken notes, word for word, on faith, hope, and miracles? Have you done that? Still just saying, "Well, I need you, God. Heal me, please." Heal me, please. Well, I haven't received my healing yet, Sister Donna. No, the scripture says you are healed. You, you have, you're healed. It's the lying symptoms of your body that are not lining up with God's word. It's your lack of knowledge that destroys you. What destroys you? Oh, Sister Donna, the devil's after me. No, he's not. The devil is accusing you to the Father. Yeshua overcame the devil. You have power over the devil. Bind him up in the name of Yeshua. Command him to take the lying symptoms away from you in the name of Yeshua. Use the authority that you've been given. But if you are not studying, if you are not praying, if you are not continually in the word of God, hungering and thirsting after righteousness, it won't work. It just won't work. Deuteronomy 6.3 Hear therefore, O Israel, listen up! Listen up, Israel! And observe to do it. Listen up, Israel. That it may be well with thee. That it may be well with thee.
and that you might increase mightily. How many of you, are things well with you today? Have you increased mightily? As the Lord God of thy fathers has promised thee in the land that floweth with milk and honey. See, there's a promised land out there. There's a place for you and I where the promises are fulfilled. But we've got to observe and we've got to do. We have to be hungry. We have to be hungry and thirsty. Turn with me to Matthew chapter 5. This is Yeshua. This is Yeshua. Matthew chapter 5, verse 6. Blessed are they that hunger and thirst for righteousness. What is righteousness? Being in right standing with God. Blessed are they that hunger and thirst for righteousness. Those who are actively speaking, right standing with God. For they will be completely satisfied. Are you completely satisfied today? That was Yeshua talking. We have to be hungry, hungry to be in right standing with God. It's what we teach you every day. Every day! God, forgive me for my sins. Known and unknown. God, every day, show me my unknown sins, Father. Show them to me. Why? So you can change it. So you can quit sinning. Shared with you before when prophet, when prophet heard the father say, Why do you not keep my Shabbat? You know me as a son, but you don't know me as the father. Shook him to the core. We began to study. We began to teach on Shabbat. Friday night, sundown to Saturday night. He told us, he said, you need to repent. 
need to repent all those years that we kept Sunday Sabbath. The church had been deceived. I had been deceived. He had been deceived. He said, repent for our lack of knowledge. Of knowledge. You want to ask God about your unknown sins. The things that you don't know that you're doing that are sin. I remember sitting in the service where Prophet was talking about going to a restaurant, grabbing up extra packets of sugar, putting them in your pocket. Those are there as a courtesy by that restaurant for the for you to have put in your coffee or whatever while you're there. They're not for you to take to the next picnic. You have a sugar packet. He said, that's stealing. I was guilty of going and buying an Arby's sandwich, roast beef sandwich. I liked the Arby's sauce. They had Arby packets. And they were right there, and you could grab as many as you wanted. I only needed one packet per sandwich. But I would grab a handful. Why? So when I was at home and I had roast beef, I could put that Arby's sauce on it. Now, this is back before. Now you can go to the grocery store and buy Arby's sauce in a bottle. Back then you couldn't. He said that's stealing. I'm like, my Lord and my God, I never stole anything in my life. Knowingly. And yet I was a thief. Repent. Ask God to show you your sins, known and unknown. Show you your sins, known and unknown. You see, it gets down to the very thoughts that we have. It gets down to the very thoughts that you and I have. Starts out with not stealing the Arby packet. Starts out with the physical thing. But it'll get down to God saying, you're, you're not thinking right. Get rid of your thinking, thinking. You have to be hungry for his love. You have to be hungry for his peace. You have to be hungry. For everything he has for you. You have to be saying, God, I want more. I need more, God. 
more, God. I want more of you. Where do I fall short? Where do I mess up, Father? Show me my unknown sins. Teach me your way. Israelites weren't hungry enough. Scripture tells us that the reason God didn't take them directly to the promised land straight out of Egypt is because the quickest route was through the Philistines. The Philistines were men of war. And he knew, God knew Even though it was the easiest, quickest route, he knew they weren't willing to fight. They weren't ready to fight. Are you willing to fight the spiritual battles? Are you willing to fight or is it just easier to say, well, Let my fellowship leader pray. You know, there's been times that over the years I would see prophet, someone come up in line and he'd say, go, he'd say, have you prayed about this? And they'd shake their head no. And he said, go sit down and you go pray about it. What? You see, we are lazy. We are lazy. If I don't have to get up and pray, if I don't have to study, if I can just ride on the coattails of prophet, sister, daughter, God will let you ride for a while. But eventually, he'll make you lose grip. You're going to fall off. God's going to say, you pray. You pray. The Israelites weren't hungry enough for the land of milk and honey to fight for it. They were like, God, I'll take whatever you give me. But they weren't willing to fight for what God promised them. They weren't willing to stand up and say, this is our land. This is the land God promised us. No, instead, what did they do? They cried all night. Feel sorry for me, please. God said, okay. Back to the wilderness with you. Back to the wilderness! You're not going to get it. See, it's the next generation is willing to fight. 
the land flowing with milk and honey? Are you willing to fight for what God has for you? Sitting around yet, just hoping. Oh, I'm hoping. I'm hoping I'll finally get, I'll finally get that good job, Sister Donna. I'm a hoping. I'm a believing God. I'm believing God for the. Haven't got it yet, Sister Donna, but I'm believing God for it. Believing God for that good job, so I can, so I can make it to every quarterly, Sister Donna. Yeah, I'm believing for that. I'm believing for that. How long you been believing for it? Oh, the past six years. And in six years' time, you couldn't put enough money away. You couldn't save. You couldn't go without a coffee. You couldn't forfeit a meal put money in a jar so you could come to a quarterly? You've got to be hungry. You've got to be hungry. Serving God is going to cost you. It's going to cost you time. It's going to cost you money. It's going to cost you your life and if you aren't willing now to put forth the effort what are you going to do when the mark of the beast comes prepare you're God in heaven prophet's been crying prepare for years you have to be hungry enough to possess the promised land the Canaan land for your life you have to be hungry enough not going to come to you going to come to you because you hunger and thirst after being in righteousness. What is righteousness? Being in right standing with God. Day and night, it'll burn in you. I wake up in the night. God, what do I need to pray about? I pray and I'm still awake and I'm like, okay, God, I go study. Possible I have prophet preaching on the on the speakers of my stereo all day long. Sometimes I can't. Sometimes I have phone calls. Sometimes I have have things going on that I can't have him preaching, but when I can. You gotta hunger and you gotta thirst for righteousness. It's going to cost you. It's going to cost you time, effort.
God is waiting on you to get hungry enough. He brought you out. He brought you out to bring you in. He brought Israel out of Egypt to bring them in. God brought you out of your sinful state to bring you in. Turn to Philippians chapter 1. Philippians 1, 6. Being confident of this very thing, that he which began a good work in you. Has God began a good work in you? The day you got saved, he began a work. The day your heart leaped and you said, I'm Ephraim, I'll keep Shabbat. He began a good work in you. And he will perform it until the day of Yeshua the Christ. It's an ongoing thing. It's it's ever learning. Ever learning. You continue to learn. Continue to learn. Nothing changes. Nothing changes in your life until you do something about it. I want you to think about that. Just meditate that a minute. Nothing changes in your life till you do something about it. You say, well, you know what? I I should probably lose five pounds. When are you going to do something about it? When are you going to push away the snack, the fattening thing? Well, I should probably exercise. When are you going to do it? You know, I I have exercise equipment. I have have uh, those stretchy bands. When, when am I going to go use them? I bought them. I have hand weights. But you see, I have to do something about it. I can wake up and turn on YouTube. And lay there and watch YouTube till I fall back asleep. Or I can wake up and pray. My choice. Your choice. Nothing will change until you change it. Nothing will change until you change it. You can waller around in the situations that you have in your life right now forever. You can make excuses. Well, Sister Donna, I can't overcome this. It's an addiction. Really? You know, that's not what my Bible says. My Bible doesn't say I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. If it's a, 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 a addiction, 
except if it's a generational curse, except if, well, it runs in my family. No, that's not what my Bible says, and it's not what your Bible says. But you have to get hungry enough to change it. You have to get hungry enough to change it. Or you'll be in the same place you was, that you are today. You'll be in the same place 10 years from now. Your choice. Your choice. God wants us to be like Yeshua. That's his desire, to be like, like him. Look at Romans chapter 8, verse 29. Romans 8, 29. For whom he did foreknow. I want you to understand that. He foreknew you and I. He also did predestinate. Oh, there's a word for you. Prophet did a whole weekend on that. For whom he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son. See, when darkness looks at you, they should see Yeshua. But if you're wallowing around in self-condemnation, if you're wallowing around in the I can't, oh, darkness is pounding you on the head with that ball bat, just like that cartoon, beating you down to the ground. You good for nothing, you'll never make it. But if you standing on God's word, if you are applying the principles of God, if you are hungry and thirsty enough to be in right standing with God, you'll look like Yeshua. He'll be formed in you. You might be the firstborn of many brethren. God wants you to succeed God wants you to succeed. God has a plan for you and I to succeed. But you have to make the decision. You have to make up your mind to stay hungry for God. As long as you stay hungry for God, you will seek God. And if you seek him, you will find him. Philippians 4, 6. Philippians 4, 6. Finally, brethren. Whatsoever things are true. What is truth? The word of God. Whatsoever things are honest. Whatsoever things are just. Whatsoever things are pure. Whatsoever 
whatever things are good, report. If there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Think on these things. You know, Prophet, when he was a young boy, he was complaining about his shoes. I don't know what he was complaining about, but he was complaining about his shoes. And his mama, his mama, I loved his mama. I loved her. I loved her. I loved her and I loved her mama. Grandma. His mama looked at him and she said, Son, you should be grateful not only that you have shoes, but that you have feet to put shoes upon. Because there are those who don't even have feet for shoes. There's always somebody out there worse off than you. There'll be any praise. Thank you, God, I have shoes. Thank you, God, I have feet that I can put shoes upon. Thank you, Father. You see, we, the Israelites did not have the scriptures in a book. You can have a Bible. You can have multiple Bibles. You can you can have a Bible app on your phone, on your computer. The Israelites had the scriptures. The Moses wrote inside the box inside the Ark of the Covenant. They passed them down verbally. You and I have them. Think about that. Praise you, Father. And yet we don't have time. We don't have time. Thank you, Father. Yes, Hoshikahayo. Yeah, got a Father, make us hungry. Father, make us hungry for your word, for your righteousness, to be in right standing with you. Yeah, Yeah, Forgive us, Father for our laziness, our complacency, for our wrong thinking, thinking. Forgive us, Father. Yeah, In the mighty name of Yeshua. In the mighty name of Yeshua. Amen.
Amen. I want to thank each of you for tuning in. And I want to thank you. And I want to remind you that with God, all things are possible. Thank you.